0: So, welcome back to another episode of Curious Chords!
1: That was laced with enthusiasm. Wow. I'm actually impressed with that. Yeah, thanks. I wouldn't have I w- I been able to muster that up at uh, this time on a Thursday <laughs> night.
0: Sometimes you just have to fake it till you make it.
1: Yeah, that's the story of your life actually, isn't it?
0: Oh, it was a bit harsh, but... Okay. Yeah so what's new um what's new
1: I'll tell you what's new I actually before we started recording this for some reason because I'm not long in from work and I was setting things up really quickly and for some reason I started setting up lights as well because I was just getting out like because I have a new mic now I was just setting up the new mic and that's on a stand so as I was setting up a stand I got out the the light stands as well and I took out my tripod too and I was like I was like I had like one light half set up and then I was like, What the hell am I doing? <laughs> I'm not recording myself visually.
0: You <laughs> why not? You should be recording yourself at the same time. You should be live streaming this.
1: Just to you privately.
0: Just no. To the whole of YouTube and all of our fans.
1: Our six fans.
0: Yeah. Who are readily awaiting our return. They've been like it's been like <laughs> it's been like Frankie on PC who streams DayZ videos. They've just been waiting like his fans did for us.
1: All through lockdown, all through COVID. yeah, <laughs> they've just been staring at their computer screens.
0: I, I'm pretty sure we've done things since COVID began.
1: We have. I actually checked this. We we've done things more recently than I thought. Right. So our last one was actually um, Black Summer. Oh, of course we did. Two, yeah, which was uh, in July. That's not like way that more long reasonable. ago. Yeah, yeah. And then the one before that was you and Anthony talking about the cold. Yeah. Um and before that it was July twenty twenty talking about dark. So that's when the that's oh, when the big gap was.
0: Oh Jesus. Yeah. And then at the beginning of COVID we did a couple of sort of think bait ones, didn't we, where we where mainly I yeah. spoke to sort of get a couple of guests.
1: Well, um, exclusively you spoke to guests. Yeah.
0: Really. yeah. Yeah, we've been quiet on this front for a while, but what have you been watching and playing and doing through these last couple of years
1: these last couple of years jesus Jesus. yeah pretty much well let's Um, let's just say
0: last few months then
1: what have i been oh god my voice got so high pitched there uh (laughs) what have i been watching um I have... I. You see, you know me, right? I tend to kind of tear into things. Like, at the start of the year, I was reading a lot.
0: Oh, Jesus, yeah. That's,
1: like, the the first half of the year, I was just, like, absolutely ripping into books constantly. Yeah. That's kind of... uh when you reading, way, like, one so a now. week? Yeah, pretty much. That's what it averaged Jesus. out to a book a week. Yeah. I got to, I got up to, like, 20-something and then just stopped. Mm. Like... It fell off a cliff like I haven't finished a book since the summer, I'd say, Mm. Um, because I kind of just burn myself out, which is what I tend to do. Um, You do go like
0: stupidly (laughs) all into something. It's really weird. Yeah. Everything you do, you're like so obsessive about it. And then you just. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then it's like I've never done it. Yeah. It's just completely Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I've been watching. I have watched a few TV shows, I think, since then, haven't I? I watched all the Twin Peaks.
0: Oh yeah, Um,
1: Which took a while. Before that, oh yeah, I finished The Sopranos, which I'd watched half of a few years ago. Finished that, watched all of Mad Men, watched all of Twin Peaks. At the moment, I'm re-watching The Expanse before the final season comes out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's about it for TV and then movies have been kind of all over the place. Um, I haven't watched a huge amount of films, Mm -hmm. but I have seen a few new ones this year. Um, which might be relevant to talk about. But what about you?
0: Yeah, I mean, on the film front, I've hardly seen any. Um, I actually genuinely. Um, well, I've been on a couple of flights, and I tended to watch three per flight. Thinking about mm-hmm. it, I'm just trying to think what I watched. I watched a couple of ones that I really liked. I know what I could do. I could look at my IMDb because I always review films after I've watched them. So that will remind me what I've watched. But I definitely watched Shang-Chi, which I know we both watched.
1: Yes, I watched that recently, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what did you think? I don't think I actually heard what you thought.
1: Oh, yeah, I didn't tell you. Um, Oh, yeah. So here's the thing, right? I had before, right, first of all, to preface this, the two of us aren't the biggest Marvel fans, right? That's not to say we dislike them. Yeah, I think this is fair to say. I'm speaking for you as well here. Correct me if I'm wrong, but no, no, that's right. Yeah. Um, we don't dislike them, but I think we're we've become quite disillusioned with the the process or the apparent process of creating those films that they do kind of seem very alike in certain ways, and mm-hmm. they almost come off a production line. In other ways, um, but they're entertaining. They do what they set out to do. Um, anyway. The point I'm making is before watching Shang Chi, I had watched the first two Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, and I remember initially kind of enjoying them when I watched them. But when I rewatched them, um, I just I didn't like them at all. Really, um, I just didn't enjoy them. So coming off that, I was I don't know why I even watched Shang Chi after watching them. But anyway, I I gave it a go and I actually did enjoy it. I gave it a six out of ten, which is kind of my standard go to rating. For okay. Marvel movies going back the last few years, but I I did uh, again it became a big CGI sensory overload fest at the end as they all tend to do. Yeah. Um. But I I thought it was different enough, um, to actually kind of keep my interest throughout, and I I I did enjoy the little sprinklings of, um, Chinese historical culture throughout now I say sprinklings because that's all kind of it seems to me like it's more window dressing than anything else Mm -hmm. yeah what about you
0: yeah I I actually have just checked I'd forgotten to rate it at the time which says something because I always rate everything after I watch them Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah I think I think 6 out of 10 is about right I enjoyed it I found it fairly entertaining I couldn't really tell you what happened about a day afterwards (laughs) probably just disappears from my mind but when yeah. you're in the cinema or something like that, it's g- generally enjoyable and entertaining. Like mm. you say, the sprinklings of Chinese culture, but 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 yeah, it felt felt a bit like an American's perception of Chinese culture, perhaps. Yes. Um, particularly with some of the modernized references at certain points, um, <laughs> which, but but I mean, in its defence, it's it's. Uh, pseudo fantastical as well, so or semi fantastical rather than pseudo. Um mm-hmm. so it's not actually China. So yeah, there's that.
1: That's a good point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um yeah it was okay. I, I enjoyed it. I mean I watched it with my nephews and they came out and they said they really liked it, which but they do with all films of that kind and then I I'm I'm pretty sure they haven't really spoken about it since, which says to me that even though they said they really enjoyed it at the time, it says to me that it's not going to be one of their favourites because, you know, they're Mm. always pretending to be Spider-Man or whatever. Yeah, okay. um, Yeah, so I don't think it really um, embedded itself into their minds in the same way as those sort of ones did. Um, Okay, But that's interesting. I mean, I've been watching... I mean, I've just looked at my list. I I, I watched *The other Day White*, Ti- *The White Tiger*. I don't know if you've seen that. I don't think you had, had you?
1: You mentioned it to me, and I didn't know what it was. So
0: yeah, that's about. Um, it's set in India. It's about um, a driver who sort of who's in the sort of the, in the sort of what they consider to be the lower caste, and sort of trying to work his way up to the top, essentially. And um, yeah, I, I liked it actually. I won't I won't say what I didn't like about it because unfortunately it's not necessarily a spoiler but by, but yeah it's one of those things that if I were to mention it it would just have people waiting for it so I can't really say right. what I didn't like but yeah it it was good and um I like how they didn't shy away from the kind of sometimes with modern films that are set in other countries they tend to glorify everything um, yeah. and make everything look like it's perfect. And it's only really America that's bad in in, the, in these sort of films. And it's funny that because in, in the past, it used to be the opposite. They used to make Americans all look amazing and everyone else awful. But in, sort of mo- in the modern era, it's sort of going slightly the other way where sometimes you watch these films set in other countries where they only ever show, they're sort of afraid of showing how bad (laughs) other countries can be and um yeah it doesn't doesn't shy away from that and it doesn't shy away from the sort of uh, classism within india and all of that sort of stuff and it's a type of racism really um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's um it's really good and it's gritty and it's done in a stylish way there are some odd bits to it but it's worth watching um it's on netflix is it it is yeah yeah okay i I gave that the weekend i gave that a seven so very good certainly worth it and i've just looked back through my ratings and and there'd been a couple of films that i weirdly hadn't seen before but thought i had um i don't know if you've ever had that but where you've seen iconic moments from a few films and to the point where (laughs) 10 or 20 years later you think you've seen them and then you watch them you go oh geez i've actually never seen this
1: are you talking about castaway (laughs) i remember you said castaway (laughs) is one of them yeah yeah
0: you've never watched it either have you
1: I haven't seen Castaway, no. No. That's worth
0: watching, it's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, See, I
1: actually, um, I could have watched Castaway. This is the strange thing. Um, I only recently realised that I haven't seen it. But a a few years ago, remember when I went to uh, New Zealand, it was an option on a couple of the flights and I didn't watch it because in my head I already had.
0: How weird is that? Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's really weird, yeah. Yeah, it is one of those films that is, is sort of so iconic that if you haven't watched it, you probably think you have. Um, I think mm-hmm. if if I hadn't seen Shawshank Redemption, I would think that I'd seen Shawshank Redemption. It's one of the <laughs> it's of the yeah. same sort of ilk. Um, and the other one was The Truman Show, and I was convinced that I'd seen The Truman what? Show. Yeah,
1: really? Yeah, that's I, actually that that's a big surprise to me because that. Yeah. Wow, well, what did you think of that? It
0: Surprised me. Um, I really liked it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, it's, I remember I saw that when I was fifteen. I'd say
0: it's 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 wow. like it's like a modern day update of nineteen eighty
1: four. Yeah, I mean, actually, I need to rewatch it because I haven't seen it since I was fifteen. I think I watched it like a couple of times. That's like half my life ago. Wow. Well, yeah, Jeez. I watched it a couple of times <laughs> um, back then and haven't seen it since. So yeah, now that I've actually read nineteen eighty four, like you have, mm, um, you've got that frame of reference it, it, now. Yeah, it would be interesting seeing it
0: yeah mm. i mean it's not like on the nose or anything but there's there's certainly elements to it that made me go geez this is actually this is actually 1984-esque mm. um and yeah honestly i was there was so many bit. the first 15 minutes i watched i was like, i've definitely seen it definitely seen it i recognized <laughs> i recognized all of it and then it got to a point where i was like never seen this so i reckon wow. it's one of those where i've just sort of walked in to, to rooms whilst it's been on you know like and and then the third or fourth time you've walked in a room whilst it's been on, you think I've seen this before, um, but I've never actually sat down and watched it properly. I re uh, what else did I watch on, on the plane? I, on planes. I've watched um, nobody. I don't know if you've. I can't remember if you said you've seen that.
1: I haven't seen it. That's the one with um, Bob Oldenkirk. It is. Yeah. yeah. How's he doing? Yeah, actually? I haven't, I haven't, haven't
0: heard f- about whether he's all he's right. He's good. Or they're,
1: not. they're either still shooting or they finished shooting this uh, better call Saul like he's fine he was fine a few weeks after he had the the heart attack Jeez. which is great yeah
0: yeah good good well um yeah so i watched i love the, the
1: way you, you you asked me how's he doing yeah. and i immediately went to how the show was. yeah <laughs> oh my god uh you really it's only because it was related like that's kind of how we found out i suppose
0: yeah um, yeah
1: because we follow that show better call Saul and <laughs> His uh his accident happened while he was shooting that. Shot.
0: But also, it's funny how it sounded like you knew him. The way I asked, "How's he doing?" Oh, really? By the way, and you were like, "Oh yeah, yeah Bob, he's, good. he's good." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So that's actually pretty good. It's like, again, it's like a seven out of ten type of film. It's like I find it entertaining. It's like it's like ninety minutes long or something. So, okay. it's just a really now- quick ride.
1: I'm going to ask you so, so 7 out of 10 what did you give uh, say John Wick I know you weren't too impressed with John Wick
0: I don't think I've rated John Wick that's another film right. you know where because, I, I'm not convinced I've actually seen it all the way through I think I saw oh wow, I think okay. I saw the, third, the the second and the third and I never went back to watch the first oh, but, that's, but I would that's probably give those f- 6 6 out of 10 probably.
1: right because I, I, I would say the first one is definitely the best of those um, right and that's interesting because that would suggest to me that I would probably like nobody more than you like nobody. Because I like John Wick more than you like John Wick. I'm making assumptions now about the type of film it is without seeing it. It's um,
0: not, but, nothing really like John Wick as far as I'm concerned.
1: Oh, Jesus. Okay, right. Ignore what I said then.
0: <laughs> um, well, one of the problems I have with John Wick is that I grew up watching Hong Kong action movies. <laughs> yeah. So every time there's a action, there's like a martial arts film that's American made, I I'm immediately put off it, and it's just like my whole childhood is like nah. And John Wick was one of those, and I, I as I say, I can't remember if I've seen the first one, but I had the same problem with the Matrix when that came out in 1998. I remember all this martial arts stuff, and everyone was suddenly really interested in martial arts, and I'm thinking this is they haven't shown these martial arts scenes they haven't shot them very well they're not you can't see them fighting properly they haven't got a nice wide pan shot they're it's all style over substance so that which is obviously the the point of it i i get that um mm. Um. but it was the idea that everyone was talking about how good the martial arts scenes were in it, and i was like oh you haven't seen proper martial arts scenes if you think this is good yeah
1: yeah and um,
0: and i had a bit of that with john wick i had a, a lot of that with like Taken. Um,
1: oh God, that's awful. Yeah, um, I, I, that, I, I, that that third Taken film is infamous for that. Well, I don't With think you like seen the f- film. Fifteen cuts for Liam Neeson to get over. F- I'm I'm not even joking. I think it's literally something like fifteen cuts for him to jump over a fence.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: he's running. He's running through a garden and hops over a fence, and there are Jesus. fifteen cuts.
0: Wow. <laughs> um, now I know. Um, actually, weirdly, this flies in the face of what I just said uh, to an extent. But the Bourne films, I actually really liked. Um, and i and he, mm. I know they're very choppy um and camera shaky but they the martial arts in them are really good um they could have yeah. they could have benefited from having them wide wide wider camera shots and things like that but the they're zoomed in on locks and grapples and things like that and i was always yeah. into that when i was younger so also, yeah.
1: they kind of get away with the the whole Shaky Cam thing as well, because I think yeah. uh to a large extent the first born film kind of for Hollywood anyway, kind of spearheaded that style mm. in a in a mainstream way. I think. I could be wrong about that. I'm pretty sure um the imitators started after the first born film.
0: I think that's yeah, that sounds right. I mean, do you remember when James Bond, I think it was Casino Royale came out, that was mm. but they basically just kind of the action scenes and that were good, but they basically copied the Bourne films for the sort of action scenes.
1: Really, I don't remember that actually.
0: Yeah, um, I, th- I think I'm right. I might have got the, my timeline slightly wrong, but I think I'm right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nobody's good. Um, and actually, one of the things that's good about it is they don't try to make it too martial arty. and so your suspension of disbelief isn't isn't ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, and and it's got a. Ch- tongue-in-cheek tone as well so it just kind of works um, okay yeah and um yeah saw a couple more on the plane i may as well rattle them off um another round which i know uh
1: i was gonna draw a connection to that go on two connections because earlier on well the fir- the more recent one is you just mentioned casino royale and mad's Mickelson is the the villain in that and earlier you mentioned chang Shang-Chi oh God, (laughs)
0: wrong way around yeah Yeah, I did that you mentioned
1: about Shang-Chi that it's very much kind of an American perspective into things now Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about another round here I'm talking about the potential American remake Mm -hmm. of another round Um, we can speak about this which would seem to me to miss not miss the point of the film but it just I don't see what point the film could have from an American perspective
0: absolutely i mean for anyone that does listen to this i mean another round is this film about alcohol consumption and um, where they yeah. gradually start upping their alcohol consumption because they've read a uh, philosophy theory that the human body um w- as mm-hmm. humans were born with uh, naught point something or other uh, yeah too little um alcohol in our systems and so these in teach- order to to yeah.
1: function to like yeah,
0: <laughs> the So these teachers decide to do yeah. this little they have a hypothesis and they decide to test it out themselves um, by drinking whilst on the job at school and it's just ah, uh, it's just such a great idea and concept and it's just so like beautifully handled and it's one of the and, and on, on your point about an American remake one of the absolute great things about it as a Danish film it's Danish, isn't mm. it? Yeah.
1: It is Danish, yeah.
0: Is that um, it never it never feels political. It never feels ideological. It never feels like they're trying to say, hey, kids, don't drink too much. Like, there's nothing like that. It's just a story about some guys that do this little experiment. Yeah. And then they, they, that's it, right? With, you know, I can't really go into too much detail about spoiling it, but that's essentially it. And so it's really worth... Oh, it's just brilliant. It's a beautiful it's, little film.
1: It's a really, really good film. Like, yeah, exactly. They're not saying d- don't drink. They're not saying do drink. It's just like a slice of life mm-hmm. about this this thing happening. And, and how could they do it that just, from an
0: American perspective? The,
1: I don't see. Like, you, you're, you can already see in your, in your <laughs> yeah. head what sort of film it will be. <laughs> I'm literally
0: picturing it. <laughs> you yeah. can see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can see how, like, the alcoholism angle would just be, like, absolutely pushed home yeah. like beaten home into the audience perspective like we you know you won't be able to leave that cinema without thinking that drinking alcohol is bad kind of thing
1: aside from all that it's so authentically danish in its tone and like just the, the entire culture behind it is so exactly. unmistakably like danish european in general but danish exactly and that i mean would be that's totally lost. Point. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole point. Like, they're, they're, like I recognize that personally, like, not from a Danish perspective, but when I was growing up, um, we had some German friends. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, they're actually Irish, but they, they grew up in Germany. So culturally, they're very much German, like, in the style of their house and how they kind of went through life. And um, that's also kind of why I connected with Dark from another perspective too is because i recognize little you know little bits of german culture there that i'd seen in the past so like and like in in terms of uh drinking culture i think germany is quite similar to how it's portrayed in another round as well just yeah. the general attitude around it so i mean and like that's so rich and authentic and it comes through so clearly in that film and mm-hmm. you just that's gone as soon as it's translated to another um not even country another continent like that's gone
0: absolutely Yeah, exactly. I mean, it would be... I mean, what's something... It'd be like making a baseball film in, like, in England. Like, (laughs) unless the idea of the baseball film in England was, you know, that we don't play baseball in England, like, then it would be completely culturally inappropriate. Um, Mm -hmm. And Americans haven't got a particularly... It's not even about the drinking culture per se, but it's how it's the it's the moments in which the drinking comes into play, um, yeah, and you know like the, the, the sort of the meal out with the with the friends and and the wine and the sort of sipping it and really all having a little wine tasting session essentially, aren't they? And
1: yeah,
0: and like that's clearly something sort of unique to that culture, um, and if for instance if we were to make an equivalent film in the uk it would be lost it would be different
1: but that'd be because that'd be seen like say they rip that scene right where they're they're tasting one that'd be seen as too posh or ab- absolutely. you know privileged yeah. or something like that but when that's not the point in mm-hmm. the original danish film it's like just something that they do
0: exactly exactly and they're obviously middle class or whatever but it's still yeah. like a. Uh, it's still something that you they can relate to and those characters can relate to and their, or the audience can relate to and then and just by sort of that the the vessel of the experience that you can sort of um feel yeah. i guess you you can you can relate to it somehow like that's what good cinema does what good art does it makes you relate to things that are unrelatable exactly
1: this is the thing like i'm i'm irish you're english we don't have to be danish to like understand a lot of what's going on in that film we get it on an emotional level yeah so why why are americans obsessed with doing (laughs) this thing where they 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 have to translate films into their own culture
0: i mean i know you're asking facetiously but um or, or rather flippantly but like yeah, it's obviously just money. Essentially, it's just like the way of, of yeah. translating this to to they, they see a good idea, a good IP, and they think let's make it, let's put Leonardo DiCaprio in it. And <laughs> but the problem is to make it uniquely American, they're going to have to find what what part of the drinking is uniquely American. So so with the yep. if, with the UK experience of that, it it would be kind of the binge drinking style like because yeah. that's the brit that's the british way of drinking you know that would be the same here yeah. yeah so that was the way that'd be the way you make it relevant to the british culture and and by doing that you're actually stripping out everything that makes the film what it is anyway so therefore mm-hmm. it'd be pointless and then when you go, go to america it's even more because i don't think they particularly binge drink apart from sort of spring breakers and they certainly don't have this deep sort of appreciation of alcohol that I know of, or they're not known for it anyway. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I have no idea what where they're going with that. And, and they, <laughs> so they're either going to have to do one of two things. They're either going to have to um, rip it directly, in which case it will be culturally ir- irrelevant, or they're going to have to change it to make it relevant to the culture and therefore lose the whole point of it. So yeah, no idea what they're going for with that.
1: Me neither. (laughs) Speaking of Danish films being remade for an American audience with a recognisable star at the head, both of us watched uh, The Guilty on Netflix, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. We did.
0: We We did. Yeah. And that's a remake as well, isn't it? Of course it is. It's a remake as well. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. (laughs) I thought about watching that.
1: And I think neither of us knew that until after we had seen the new version. Is Mm, that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I actually did enjoy uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal one. I did. Yeah, same. When I was watching it. But I was annoyed afterwards when I figured out it's a it's a remake. <laughs> and it seems kind of pointless again.
0: Well, what is interesting is, is whilst watching it, and this is genuinely the truth. I actually thought, oh, I didn't realize American call centers were like that. <laughs> I genuinely, it like genuinely went through my mind. I worked in a police call center once. And... Right. um. in in england obviously it was sort of somewhere in between what that was and what american call centers are usually presented as well portrayed as in films which is that kind of bustling kind of thing where that
1: insane manic environment yeah
0: like they're on wall street or something yeah (laughs) um yeah so that's what it was like in england and then i saw that and it was a kind of fair like semi-peaceful and I was, I thought, oh, I, like it, I genuinely thought, oh, I didn't realise that's what American call, like, emergency call centres were like. Yeah. And then it turns out that maybe they're not because they might have just I, copied it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that, I don't think they are. I kind of, I didn't look it up, but I was reading stuff about it afterwards and I saw that, like, they're not, apparently they're not like that at all. Really? Um. Yeah. So that's uh, really weird. I, th- I think they're like what you've basically described, your experience was like.
0: Right yeah
1: the thing is yeah when you think about it it's very much a set isn't it yeah it's just on a sound stage like the big wide open thing but i think that it's it is kind of a a funny little film anyway because it was made like right in the middle of covid i I
0: wondered that um, as well right in the middle of all
1: the restrictions so that like that explains why it's so wide open there's such a small cast everyone's kind of spaced out it's very very small in scale it's all in that one room so it's like what kind of film can we make when we're not allowed to do anything? Okay, we'll just do this, and yeah. it like it, it works.
0: Yeah, I mean but fair I play, because yeah. at the end of the day, like you have to get on with life and do things in the way that makes sense and all that sort of thing. So it's innovative in that sense. Um, mm. Less innovative in the sense that they've directly stolen it, but mm. yeah. <laughs> and it
1: was, I think it was Antoine Fuqua who directed that. Actually, who directed Training Day? which is probably one of my favourite films, actually.
0: Oh, jeez, was it? Yeah. Wow. I think I knew that at the time, yeah. The funny thing is about that film is I I, I gave it a 6 out of 10, but I would have given it maybe a 7 or or more at at certain points in the film, but then there were other certain points that just kind of Mm. lost me a bit and felt a bit obvious or felt a bit like that wouldn't happen or... Um, I don't know, just stuff like that happened. Um, mm-hmm. but there was some twists and turns in there that w- which I was really impressed by, and really impressed by in the yep. sense that I thought, oh, I didn't expect American films to to do that. Let's say, yeah, I was surprised at certain moments in a way that felt organic and not forced.
1: Yeah, not like you were just your expectations were subverted, which is a phrase everyone loves to use these yeah,
0: days. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, oh escape from pretoria
1: i haven't watched that's the one with daniel radcliffe is it yeah i haven't watched that
0: it's a funny little film funny little mm. film um i mean it feels like a national geographic documentary in the way it's shot and the way it's what have you, have you never seen those um like national geographic um like historical docudramas i'm
1: trying to visualize one now I was Um, I
0: was in one so that's probably why I
1: oh I uh, know I know I'm visualizing you in the shot I I, I've seen a few shots of yours okay I know what you're talking about now
0: yeah so that sort of thing it feels like that it feels like there's going to be a narrator at some point or there's going to be like I don't know it it, it's got a really weird feel to it was that shot during COVID
1: it's a bit detached or something is it it's just kind of
0: yeah there's something um, a bit odd about it but I, I still quite enjoyed it um okay. it feels like it, it's made for children but it's not a children's topic. It's it's odd. I can't 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 quite put my finger on it. Um but I enjoyed it and I was insane by it. But you know when there's like a bumbling guard who's a bit fat and a bit slow and they're all watching or whatever and like fumbling with yeah. his keys and stuff. That sort of stuff happens and it's like
1: Right.
0: <laughs> I'm totally not really painting like a picture for it but <laughs> It's got that feel to it that just feels that the, what I just described there. It basically sums up what I mean, really. Okay,
1: all right. Well, you're focusing on all that sort of stuff. It must be like, yeah, weird.
0: yeah. It's a bit harsh what I'm saying, but um, yeah. I, there's two more films that I've seen recently. Okay, so yeah. there's um, A Quiet Place Part Two.
1: Yeah, I was gonna bring that one up too. I've seen that as well. I can't remember anything about it. Um, apart from no. the fact that Killian Murphy is in it, and that's yep. it.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, again, I enjoyed it. Like,
1: I, I get. I'm looking at it now. I gave it six out of ten, so I must have enjoyed it at the time. Um, I it gave it seven. You know, stick with me. Did you?
0: Yeah. I mean, wow. I, I, I think that for me, I mean, the funny thing is about basically all these. They've all been somewhere between six and seven for me. They've all they've been right on the cusp yeah. of being entertaining, but then. Are they that, are they good? Because that's how I see it. Is it's like good. Do you know what's interesting? Sorry, sorry for yeah, jumping. Sorry. In,
1: sorry. The, do you know what's interesting about that? Like we rate things very similarly. I think me and you, in terms of we actually use the full scale. Yeah. Like us, like I think to a lot of people, especially in the in the gaming world, a six out of ten would be disastrous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. absolutely disastrous, right? Yeah. But like for me, six, six is my like. I enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. actually had a good time, I enjoyed it. Five would be, I did kind of enjoy it, but I was let down by certain elements of it, but it's passable for me. And then below that, it just kind of gets a bit shit. But yeah, yeah, six and up is good. Like six is good. Six is a well-made film that I enjoyed.
0: I don't know. I think I'm probably a bit, uh, for me, I would say seven is good. You know, six okay. I six would be like, and six would be my five, would be your five. But the sounds to right. it the, the, the other thing about that is for me i've got like a little system if if i would watch it a second time like gladly i'd give it a seven
1: that's the same with me
0: of oh, your seven yeah uh, okay okay that's basically how i do it and also it's, for me it's very subjective and i'm really aware of its subjectiveness because it's this is for my personal use on imdb so i can look back and remind myself whether i like to film or not it's not Mm -hmm. for me to put out to the world where you have to think about being a little bit more objective about some of your rationale um yeah which changes you know some of the dynamics it ends up meaning sometimes you'll give i don't know i don't know like back to the future will be a nine out of i know back to the future is a a classic but um My point being is is that it's not the Godfather. I'm trying to think of a better example, but like sometimes I'll end mean. up with a random film with eight out of ten because I because I will just watch it over and over again. Uh, I've got a better example. Lion King for me is a nine out of ten. The original Lion yep. King. <laughs> Same, yeah. 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 <laughs> but that's because I will watch it again and again and again. I just find it like outstanding. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I know that if I was reviewing it objectively for a film magazine, I would probably not give it nine out of ten. <laughs> or maybe I would. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I, Quiet Place Part Two was. I think I gave them both sevens. Like I'd watched, I'd gladly watch both of them again. Okay. Um, I I just really like the concept and really well executed. But you know, it's not going to blow me away. And yeah,
1: I'm looking back at some of the ones. My highest rated film that I saw this year, there are actually two 9 out of 10s, right? One of them, I need to scale back to eight. But the first one, you haven't seen Mulholland Drive, have you? No, David I've never seen it, no. Okay, oh my God. Yeah, that's a 9 out of 10 for me. Right. I um, watched it in January, so almost a year ago for the first time. And yeah, just blown away absolutely blown away but there's been so much said about like that came out in 2001 like what 20 years ago so there's nothing i can say about it that hasn't already been said a million times over now <laughs> <laughs> but um the other one was sound of metal now i gave that a nine at the time i'd given an eight now i think thinking mm-hmm. about it yeah but um and i remember speaking to you about that as well uh you i don't think you enjoyed it as much as i did i was something in it I can't remember what it was now but something really really emotionally connected with me and that's kind of why I regarded it so highly at the time whatever was going on in my life at the time that film really kind of locked in on that honed in on it exactly
0: and that sometimes happens you know for me it was an 8 and I did really enjoy it I think it's a great film and I love Rees Hamad Um, yeah he's brilliant uh, he's brilliant in everything he's in so um, yeah I could just watch him as uh, Tom Hardy. Oh, you, man. Yeah, go on. Sorry. no.
1: You just reminded me, I I need to watch The Night Of because he's ah, in that. yeah. And yeah, I I've seen watched it, the first yeah. episode years ago and I forgot to continue it and it's been at, at the back of my mind and you just reminded me. <laughs> I'm going to write it down now. Thanks. Anyway, sorry, go on.
0: <laughs> no, that's all right. I kind of was, but yeah, I've I've seen The Night Of as well. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I, lo- I love Reez Ahmed. I, I've seen him probably in four or five things, probably not enough you know mm-hmm. um three lions is four it three lions li- four, yeah well, <laughs> I, do you know what i did there i was thinking of the fact that it, the the english thing is three lions and, ah, okay. and See, then i didn't em- even know that right well that's what it, that's the whole point of it <laughs> <laughs> right and um yeah so i was going to say what well, and then i then i re like you know when you readjust yourself thinking that the other thing is right I was thinking, yeah. no, four lions is what the English thing is, and so I ended up saying <laughs> three lions, but yeah, four lions. Um, yeah, brilliant in that, and he's like a different person in that to Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, is especially different. Have you seen that? I
1: forgot he. Was, I forgot he was in Nightcrawler. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah,
0: he's totally different in that.
1: Yeah, I completely forgot he was in that. Jesus.
0: Yeah, he's. That's one of the like he's one of the few sort of remaining actors who seems to have like. Almost zero ego in his performances because he just mm. he, he he he's transformative in a sort of a Daniel Day Lewis esque way.
1: Yeah, he just melts into the yeah. character.
0: Yeah, and and most big actors and stars now what they do is they they lock on to their USP and they go <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna do this in every film whether it be
1: rather that. than serving the the character a hundred percent.
0: Absolutely, I think that's what to be honest most big actors do now like you know whether it be the middle distance glare that uh, you know a certain actor might do or sort of the being good looking or the or the funny little side remarks that certain big actors might do or Mm -hmm. you know ryan Ryan reynolds-esque and that's not a jab at him but that's what he'll now do in every film (laughs) or like yeah do you know what i mean like that's what they tend to do but yeah, he just seems to just. Tra- he's just totally transform- transformative.
1: Have you seen The Father starring Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman?
0: No, I've sort of Man. been meaning to, but it's, it looks long. It looks long wind, like, it looks like I'm going to be bored.
1: I'll tell you, it's. Right. Have you seen Fences? do you know what i haven't seen that
0: i really should but it's too much like a play for me to sit down that's
1: that's that's the point i was gonna make that's what the father is like as well um now the thing is it contains i have uh, i haven't seen Anthony hopkins in a huge amount of things i've seen him in a decent amount of things but like his performance in this is just like it's incredible it's unbelievable it's like totally heartbreaking I don't want to say too much. It's, it's it's obviously about um the premise is about uh he like his character has like dementia Alzheimer's. I can't remember specifically what it is, but it's one of them or a version of that. And it's just it's heartbreaking, and his performance is so so good. Uh, uh, every, Olivia Coleman's performance is good too because she's kind of react like she's the main, she's his daughter. She's reacting off him, right? And everything kind of hits her because she's the one dealing with it but him is just unbelievable it's really good
0: brilliant yeah well yeah. i'll get around to it i guess it's just one of those that i know that yeah you have to be in the right mood and frame of mind for um yeah. same with fences
1: yeah fe- like that's the thing fences it's it's a great social commentary and it contains two brilliant performances um but yeah, it's it's just a lot of people standing around talking, giving long-winded speeches, essentially, which like it doesn't really work for film.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's an argument, and I think you said this. Um, there's an argument that the Steve Jobs film, the uh, the version oh. with um, what's his face,
1: Michael Fassbender. Yeah,
0: I always forget his name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the the version with him. Um,
1: did, Ar- did Aaron Sorkin write that? He did. He directed it as well, didn't
0: he? Yeah. Uh, don't think... He, don't, no. Did he? No, he directed, he directed Trial Mollie's of Chicago Game. 7.
1: Yeah, okay. Sorry. I'm but yeah, he apologize. definitely wrote
0: it. Um, yeah. No, Danny Ball d- directed Um, that. Steve Jobs. Right. Sorry, okay. Yeah, that's got that sort of play-like angle as well. But there's a couple of... Differences there in that it's so fast-paced. It's like the the dialogue is just like bang, bang, bang because it's Sorkin, you know. Oh god, I love Sorkin's dialogue. It's
1: just clips along.
0: Oh god, it's somehow simultaneously poetic and organic, which Mm -hmm. is just like how do you do that? Like how do you make it sound realistic and naturalistic and yet? poetic at the same time it's just an unbelievable talent it's why he's the best in the business you know some dialogue sounds poetic but it doesn't sound real and some dialogue sounds real like a Shane Meadows film or something like that but it doesn't sound poetic because real life dialogue doesn't sound poetic Mm -hmm. and his does both and it's just like geez yeah and I actually really enjoyed that but I think purely because of the dialogue and the sort of the how quickly it rattles along, you know.
1: So, I recommended that. I'll recommend one more to you, right? I'm not sure if I've, if I've said this already. Pig. Have you heard of the film Pig that I came out this year?
0: I have, but I can't. With,
1: Ni- with Nick- Nicolas Cage, of all oh, people.
0: Oh, jeez. yeah, 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 yeah. I think, well, it's I think amazing. Anthony di- um, directed it. I think Anthony uh, worked told on me it, about it. that as well.
1: Oh, I was going to say you worked on it. Jesus. No, no, no. Um, No, my God, it's it, you know if when someone says Nicolas Cage, you have a certain image in your head. You like it's not that at all. It is absolutely not that. It's so quiet and down to earth and scaled back. And it's it's about kind of grief. The premise is a bit like John Wick at the start. Now it's not at all like John Wick, but essentially like his pig gets taken, right? John mm-hmm. Wick's dog gets killed or taken, whatever. I can't remember, um, killed. But Nicolas Cage's truffle pig. <laughs> gets stolen and he's been a, like a recluse for years right and then this kind of prompts him to go back out into the old, into the world and start reconnecting with his old life that he's kind of retreated from and it's just layers being peeled away like you see you can't say too much about this because it's just it's such a little kind of quaint voyage mm-hmm. of discovery about loss and grief and reconnecting with your past and stuff like that it's really really good film
0: nice okay yeah. i'll have to watch it i don't know what mm. it's on um
1: i'm not sure i'll look it up
0: yeah but uh i will have to and i think pretty much other than those i mean i've i also saw greenland have you heard of that greenland yeah no wow. one's no one's heard of it uh it's um blooming gerard butler all
1: <laughs> right okay um, is a disaster movie
0: no, a what movie? Slasher. A dis- disaster. Oh yeah, disaster movie. Yeah. Why is yeah. that? What he always does.
1: Yeah. Is he not in those like not White House Down? What's the British equivalent? I think he maybe is, he is, one is of in those. The, maybe he is in those. <laughs> you know, all those, all those films that are all the same. I
0: don't think I've, I don't think I've seen those. Um, I, I see haven't what, either. But I just picture him recently.
1: and, and then Morgan Freeman giving a little voiceover <laughs> about like how the world will end or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, he was in London Has Fallen. Um, okay. And Olympus Has Fallen. Oh, and that was Morgan Freeman, yeah. What? Yeah, Jesus you said Christ. that okay. completely jokingly as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's I was going to say
1: Morgan Freeman or Forrest Whitaker. Uh, Jesus. But, yeah, wow. Yeah.
0: so um, that, and another film called Geostorm, which also sounds exactly like a disaster <laughs> movie. Um, and... Yeah, Angel Has Fallen. Is that that must all be part of the same thing, surely?
1: It's the 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 disaster franchise. Mm. And then Greenland. How many natural disasters can happen? Greenland anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah so Greenland is uh a natural disaster type of thing that happens. And that's another one that weirdly falls between the sort of the six and the seven mark because it was really entertaining. But so what's bizarre about it is it's really bad in some ways but really good mm-hmm. in other ways and I... it might just be the type of mood I was in but I would say I don't know but this is the thing it's a seven because I'd watch it again and like I can't argue with that feeling that's how I look at it you know what I mean I can't argue with that feeling that I would gladly put it on again now and rewatch it. it mm-hmm. um, but there's some things about it that are just so bad like things anytime time there's peril this is almost a spoiler but anytime yeah. there's peril or something happens it gets cleared up genuinely within five minutes
1: <laughs> you told me, i remember you told me this no yeah i couldn't remember the name of the movie that must have been it yeah oh okay.
0: god like i mean let's say his dog goes missing that doesn't happen but let's say his dog goes missing they're like oh my yeah. god where is where is he and then they're like oh he's over there and then like <laughs> but it will happen two scenes later but it it's like, and by the by, the like the third or fourth time when there's a, something happens, you, th- I, I was literally thinking in my head, this is going to be cleared up by the within five minutes. I'm sure it is, and I was like smiling, and it did. It like everything that happened was cleared up within five minutes. Really weird. And, like, it's like
1: the writer like knew that you have to have conflict and yeah. resolution, but didn't realize that things have to happen in between.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, but for some reason, I don't know why it just. I just enjoyed it. Like it's okay. it, it's weird. It's like it's like this is what I mean by the objective thing. If I was r- rating it objectively, I'd give it four out of ten. But I'm rating mm-hmm. it subjectively, so it's seven out of ten because I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I couldn't I couldn't say I recommend it, but I can recommend it to myself. Um, and that's I think pretty much over the last sort of year or two, me done for the for the films. Essentially, I mean I've seen other bits and bobs here and there. No, um, oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. Saw a film called Yesterday. Um,
1: is that the? That's the Beatles one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, Jesus. Um. Yeah. I. I didn't like the trailers, for that, so that's why I never. Nah, it, so. it's
0: exactly what mm. you think it would be. Yeah. yeah it's. Okay. It, it's not terrible, but it's exactly what you think it's going to be. Um, okay. Yeah. And to be fair, it's, it's. It's the same as Greenland. If you watch the trailer, it will be exactly what you think it's going to be. But. <laughs> um, I watched The Gentleman finally, which I really liked, or I did like. Uh-huh. Matthew McConaughey, um, Good Time, which you recommended to me. Did you watch that? Yeah. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was all right. I gave it six.
1: Okay. I think that's probably what I gave it as well, to be honest. um, Yeah. I I, I liked it just because of how uh, stressful... I know, it just has a certain tone.
0: It's got a really weird tone. I
1: haven't haven't seen much.
0: No, I totally agree with that. And In an American film, I have not seen that tone ever, Mm -hmm. I don't think. I've seen it in British stuff.
1: it's, It's... He... Not he, it's the Safety brothers, isn't it? Yeah, they directed... Oh, right. um, what have they done? Their one with... Um, I think that was pretty much their first. Maybe they've done a few shorts or something before that, but that's what kind of made their mark. But they did that one with Adam Sandler oh, last uncut year. year oh, what is that? That's it, yeah, I saw but that. Did I you see that? I haven't
0: seen that, no. Have that's,
1: you? I have, yeah, and I, I prefer that to Good Time, but it's like... The kind of stressful tone of good time, like times five. It's, oh, it's such a stressful watch, but it's really good.
0: I mean, yeah, so I I can get what you're getting at now with the whole stressful tone. And there's more to it as well. And when I said that they don't really, I haven't really seen American films like that. I think I mean, because it feels so, I mean there's These like extreme close ups, and you can literally see the like the blackheads in, in the paws, yeah, like, yeah, it's not
1: flattering at all, not yeah.
0: at all, like for any of them, like, like even Pattinson, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I really admire that, you know. Um, but it but it feels like a Shane Meadows film, but in America, and I mm-hmm. haven't seen that style in an American film before, so there's yeah, like 100%. I get basically every film I've spoken about here i would i would i think have all been around the same level for me they've all been kind of like mildly they've been entertaining in places with and worth watching uh, with with some redeeming features and some less redeeming mm-hmm. features yeah that's one of them
1: okay the, yeah the other thing about that if i remember correctly it just what i like about it and uncut gems um, They feel kind of scrappy as well, as if it's literally just the actors and the director with the camera himself just kind of running around after them saying, okay, go here, do this, do that. It does feel like that, yeah. I just kind of got that impression, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I I wouldn't always like, but I did like in that context.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, that's again, that's what I mean with the whole Shane Meadows thing, is that kind mm. of, just feels real. It feels like a documentary. Um, mm-hmm but you're st- you're still engaged but i guess yeah. i guess where it falls down for me is is essentially and this is probably the most important part for me is the story in the sense that it's okay to be documentary style but i have to be engaged by the characters and care and know what and you know that sort of stuff like mm-hmm. i didn't care at all that's i think that's what let down for me
1: you see oh, i can't remember much about it which implies that i didn't really care either but, <laughs> well the story
0: uh, isn't really going it, it, there isn't really a story it, it's literally like what you said it is like he's following them around okay um
1: they're wacky adventures
0: yeah it is a bit like that yeah mm. and that's something that using the shane meadows equivalents again like that's something he does really well he manages to have a story even though it feels real
1: I don't think I've ever seen any Shane Meadows films, actually. And it's funny you've mentioned him a few times here tonight. I've said him like five times today. Yeah, yeah, but one of my colleagues in work has mentioned him over the last few weeks, like so many times as well. It's just a strange coincidence. Yeah. 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 I mean,
0: you've never seen This Is England? Nope. Mm. I know
1: of them, but I haven't seen them. Or Dead Man Shoes and things like that. I say them. There were multiple ones, weren't there?
0: Yeah, well, This Is England, I think there was only one film, but then there was a series.
1: Ah, okay, right.
0: And I think he directed all the series as well. Mm-hmm. But he's got a really unique style. Um, I mean, it, Shane Meadows is one of those directors, as with as I brought him up, he's one of those directors that if you were a film student, you would watch a Shane Meadows film and you'd go, let's make a Shane Meadows type film.
1: Oh, God, yeah.
0: Seriously, <laughs> like, you'd go out with your camera and you'd be like, right, just say some stuff. Like you know and, and everyone would be like just sort of saying random stuff and it'd be like going like this and like trying to be realistic and like it just wouldn't work because it'd be,
1: it'd, be, it'd be like that uh, that rap video of the kids that we were looking at the other day
0: wait what rap video <laughs> do
1: you remember the, the kids walking through that council oh god rap, yeah the, the, the music video yeah. yeah
0: it would literally be like that yeah yeah <laughs> No, it it really would, um, and yeah. it would um yeah like if film students saw a Shane Meadows' film. In fact, I remember having meetings years ago, and they, mm. and the directors would always say it's going to be like Shane Meadows. It got to a point where Yikes. I knew that what they meant is we haven't got a budget, but the, but the, the, what what people don't understand is Shane Meadows still had like two million, like mm. yeah. <laughs> on most of his films and he still has really good cinematography in some of his shots it's mm-hmm. just that you don't notice it or morphs into the background and it feels and his his intention is to make it gritty and realistic and to feel real like it's not like he's doing that because he you know he hasn't he, got any other options
1: yeah <laughs> he, he's not trying to make a Shane Meadows film he's just trying to make film, <laughs> exactly. a film exactly yeah. a film
0: that suits the, and he's he's making it in the way that that fits what he's going for. Everything is in service mm. of something. It's not just there randomly. I'm the, I'm not like a huge Shane Meadows film fan. Like none of them for me are nine out of tens or anything like that. And some of them are sixes or whatever. But, you know, this is, this is what I mean. This is the problem with like film student types is a lot of the time they, like for, for me, films that I would give a five out of 10 here today that we're talking about, are still infinitely better than what you know these people would go out and make you know yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to make a film and like i'm saying it's subjective anyway and mm-hmm. um, and it's all about how you experience it and how you feel and that's what's great about art. but one thing i i have to talk about what during this conversation is because we haven't really spoken about tv much you mentioned you watch the expanse and a few yeah. other things i have been watching a lot of anime um over the last year i've pretty much over the last few <laughs> months only watched anime to be honest on tv yeah. wise there's there's uh there's the um, haikyuu which is this one about the volley this the is your, your volleyball. dodgeball volleyball one yeah <laughs> l- loved that absolutely loved yeah. it it's just so random and i just love japanese anime now i've just fallen in love of it because uh, it's just, I just feel like it's escapism. It's just so different yeah. to what we get here. But what I was actually going to bring up was... Um,
1: I'm not laughing at you, by the way, because obviously i watched a few shows as well. I'm laughing at, like, the idea that I think most people get when you say that is, like, <laughs> <laughs> not at all what you think, like, what it actually is. Exactly, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a completely unique way of storytelling.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they're just the way they present ideas. And I just one of the things I really like about it is, and it's really random, but I keep noticing it is the way the Japanese culture is, and the way they treat each other, and the way they treat their elders. And Mm. like, and it even comes across in things like horror. Because obviously, the culture will come through in the story. Like, even if it's a horror or even if it's a crazy wacky thing where it's not really based in reality you can still get hints of their culture and their the way they behave and -hmm. an example of that would be in one of these shows i was watching i think it was it's about a psychic it's called i think it's called psyche okay and um (laughs) on his way to um school there's three of them walking together and one of them's, and it's like a funny moment. So it's this isn't what the scene's about, but, but it just stuck out to me because of everything that's been going on. And this was made before COVID. One of them's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why are you wearing a mask? Have you got a cold? And it just struck me that in Japan, they probably, when they've got a cold, they probably wear a mask because they don't, yep. you know, just because they don't want to pass it on to other people. They just want to respect to the people when like, and then you've got, and I just think, why you've is got this
1: being mad political crazy? Yeah, in the rest, why is that
0: such a problem here? <laughs> where we're like, you wear a mask, yeah. and 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 everyone is like, why are you wearing a mask? Or why people aren't you wearing a mask? Just or, want
1: to, they want to kill each other. Yeah, or, yeah, like,
0: like it's just surely like wear a mask maybe and be respectful of other people. That's and like so because you don't want to be coughing and splittering in their faces. That to me seems quite nice. And I yeah. just, it just like struck me. And it was just other little moments as well. Like the, the, in Haikyuu, they call people in the year above them up upperclassmen. And every time <laughs> they speak to them, they're like, yes, upperclassmen. And then, uh, and then like, again, I know it's only a, an anime and that, I know it's not, but it, it's surely based in something. I'm sure that must be like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not just making, they're not making a joke there. That's not the joke. You know what Mm. what I mean? So it must be be (laughs) part of the reality of of it. I just think that's Mm. really cool. It's like nice, and and the upperclassmen isn't all cocky about it. They're not all like, "Yeah, you must call me upperclassmen They just sort of that's
1: that's just the way it is.
0: It's the way it is, and it's nice, and they're showing a bit of respect to each other, and and they're kind to the people that are the lowerclassmen. So
1: kindness and respect. Wow, what are these (laughs) alien concepts?
0: yeah yeah but oh yeah i know what i was going to talk about and i know everyone's been talking about it but
1: i know exactly what you're i have to there. i have to bring it up i have to bring okay. it up because
0: i've watched it with squid game you still haven't seen have you
1: i still haven't seen it because i've got too much I'll, I'll watch it in january right because i've got the expanse to watch now and then i've got the witcher to watch after that so once all that's done i'll move on and finally watch squid game once everyone has shut up and forgotten about it so i can just enjoy it in peace without being told what to think of it
0: well i mean it's uh reminiscent of the kind of matrix or john wick feeling i had in the sense that Mm. suddenly everyone's like oh watch squid game and i'm thinking yeah why this one like and i and bear in mind i really enjoyed it it's it's great i think it's a really good series but it's like why this one? Why have you suddenly all deciding that this <laughs> is the one that you're all going to lose your shit over? Like, yeah, there's still um, uh, Alice in Borderland, which is a Japanese um, similar style game show type series. Mm-hmm. I would say probably not quite as good as Squid Game, but almost. And um, less people have been talking about that. And there's there's been thousands of these types of shows coming out of the far east for years yeah. um yeah it's just slightly different. same right. thing
1: happened with uh, parasite now again parasite is a really good film oh brilliant but film, yeah he has made many good films <laughs> like him the same director has made many good films before that exactly um and so of others yeah as well yeah so yeah it's it's strange the way that happens
0: it's strange but i mean uh, i'm not complaining i just find it, it uh, it's just the, the kind of the culture around everyone suddenly being really excited by it it's just kind of a bit bemusing um, mm-hmm. but yeah I mean but then and then they just forget about it and don't watch uh, <laughs> anymore yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's quite a nice story that because he he tried to get that made since 2008 um, oh okay and it finally was just the right time and got the funding and all that sort of stuff and that must be an amazing feeling for him but other than that tv wise i mean i can't think of anything else i've been watching what about video games how can i not remember
1: jesus everything is just disposable to me these days i <laughs> I, I consume it it's gone yeah my, i've been saying this to you my memory is getting uh terrible i'm forgetting so many things but uh what am i playing at the moment well both of us have played you're always playing daisy but i've played a lot more daisy i think in the last couple of months than i probably ever have mm-hmm um, yeah, I have been playing it a lot with you. Yeah, both of us love Daisy.
0: To, to those that don't know, it's a survival zombie game. And what's good about that is you sort of make your own story. There's no, there's no um, narrative. Um but what I have been playing, literally yesterday and today, hmm. and last night, I couldn't stop playing it. Was um, twelve? It's a game called Twelve Minutes and that's starring James McAvoy uh, Daisy Ridley and Willem Dafoe yeah and that's a sort of top down bird's eye view game about um, a guy who returns home from work and has a knock at the door from a police officer and then has 12 minutes to make things work out essentially and Mm -hmm. it just and you're, you're stuck in a time loop and I won't say any more than that about what happens because it really is about discovering things in those time loops and it's it's very very cleverly done because it must be very difficult to make the story make sense yeah, when it's repeating itself and for it to reveal new things each time it repeats itself it must be really hard to do that. The, 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 I've noticed a couple of glitches where the dialogue it's slightly uh, hang on a second that doesn't quite make sense because of what because of this or because of that or what you've already seen but i mean when there's so many combinations it's not a surprise um yeah yeah and it's just it's innovative and unique enough for for those little moments to not really matter
1: have you finished it
0: (sighs) i don't or does that does that make
1: sense do you finish it
0: Uh, well I I don't really know. I genuinely don't really know. Mm-hmm. I I've had some endings. I don't know whether they're <laughs> endings or they're not either. Okay. That's the problem. I ne- I'm at the point now where I think I might need to kind of google whether or not, but I don't oh, no. want to spoil it for myself. Do you know what I mean? I feel it's a bit like it's like seen... an
1: Oberden situation, return of the Oberden. Do you remember oh, that?
0: What a game. Yeah. That needs another style of that needs whoever made that game needs to make another game.
1: It's one guy.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but he needs to make a game like that again, mm-hmm. but um, with a new sort of concept,
1: a new a new gimmick. Yeah, I've I've played a lot of AAA game games this year. Actually, I played the the Spider Man games. Yeah, I played. I haven't finished Death Stranding actually. Kojima's first post metal gear solid game um
0: have you got a bit of fatigue on that at the moment yeah i
1: i yeah. i had been enjoying it for ages but i like i played it for i think like 30 35 hours and i just kind of got a bit burnt out because i i think i'm about 60 to 65 percent of the way through but it's just it's very very samey and the core loop is literally just kind of running around and transporting things. Like, obviously, you, you can get vehicles and you can set up zip lines and things like this to get around quicker. But that's all you're doing. You're just making deliveries. Mm. That's well, it.
0: I do. I tend to get burnt out with narrative driven, mm. long form narrative driven video games. So, like... Uh, like your Assassin's Creed type games, which I've, I don't think of. Do you know what? I don't think I've ever played an Assassin's Creed game. So I don't know why I use I that don't. as an example, but I know that that's the type of game that I would get burnt out by. Like I, got, the, I got burnt to out be by a... Oh, what's it called? What's the dinosaur one? What?
1: Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, one, it? I got really burnt out by that yeah. one. But yeah, carry on. I was going to say, sorry. Um, Yeah, if you got burnt out by that, you wouldn't be able to stand modern Assassin's Creed. Like i think the first assassin's creed game i actually played was black flag and i still i love that or at least my nostalgic memory thinks i love that still Um that's the the pirate themed one mm-hmm. um and it's actually interesting because it, it has a lot of crossover say with black sails which we both loved as well a lot of the characters at the same are the same it's that like time period but um yeah yeah it's short and contained it's not too long and it's it's really interesting because of the the pirate aspect to it so it's different right whereas now you have things like the Greek one and the Egyptian one and Valhalla uh, mm. the Viking one they're all over 100 hours to complete it's so unnecessary yeah and it doesn't have the meat to sustain that it's just it gets so so boring
0: oh so, sorry spare time (laughs) no it's to take (laughs) something Um, yeah yeah, that's that's the thing I have that with um, you'd think you'd you'd think I might have that with kind of Red Dead Redemption but I didn't have that with Red Dead Redemption at
1: all why is that
0: I'm just trying I'm trying to think it through I think I think it's because to me it didn't feel like I'm just going back and forth on quests I think that's Mm. it It's, it's, it's all I think for me it's all the icons on the map
1: it's the the checklist aspect. Yeah, it's the checklist yeah.
0: aspect. Whereas on Red Dead Redemption Two, you kind of stumble across things, and I think mm-hmm. I turned off most of my hood and things like that. Yeah. But um, and
1: it's and it's totally playable when you do that as well. Oh, which is totally big thing. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: because most games say you can turn off the hood. Um, but the
1: whole the whole thing is built around you having it turned on, so you're just crippling l- yourself if yeah, you are off.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas with RDR, they they literally have people shouting out to you, and they have. You know, it doesn't matter if you don't do it in a certain order, and mm-hmm. it just everything falls into place really well. um But yeah, like Horizon Zero Dawn, for instance. I'm just coming back to that. There's like people sort of sat there, like just <laughs> in a position, like with their legs crossed, kind of thing, and you have to sort of walk up to them and start a quest. And it's like, yeah,
1: the, they exist for you to walk yeah, up to start exactly. that quest. Yeah. yeah, and
0: I just, <laughs> I just can't be bothered with that and anymore. <laughs> And it's like the Fallout games are just like that now as well. I know, mm-hmm. I know they have their own worlds a bit more for that, but like this, there's so much to do, and like you look at your map, and uh, it's just, and the map is so blooming barren, and everything looks the same. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah, get, quickly gets boring mm-hmm. for me. It does. Yeah, and I, I always feel like I'm forcing myself through it. That's the problem. I'm like, come on, I need to complete this game. Come on. Uh, oh, God, I've done 100 hours now. I can't do it anymore.
1: Yeah, I think I I used to force myself a lot to complete games. I've gotten better at that. If I'm not enjoying something, I'll just stop. Yeah. You
0: know, with games. Yeah, I think there's some value to it, though. I, I'm trying to figure it out. I think there's some value to sort of completing stuff. Because I think, I think you you can feel a bit like pointless if you don't. <laughs> if you do fifty hours, and it's like, well, maybe, 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 <sighs> maybe that is the right thing to do to just stop. Mm-hmm. Probably is thinking it through there. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've played much else other than that. Yeah. So, but twelve minutes is definitely worth a shot. Um, right.
1: Yeah, I haven't played many as i said mine have been mostly AAA a ones i haven't played many indie games or small scale ones like that mm. so i might look that up
0: if it's not too expensive i can't remember how much i paid but i'd been waiting for it so i just bought it yeah. um but yeah it's it's got i wouldn't say it's got a similar feel to red in by any means but it's got a similar it's similar in how it makes you feel kind of thing you know, you know how you're okay. uncovering Yeah, the thing about Obra Din is you uncover stuff and it happens really naturally and you feel like really proud of yourself, date you? just got this yeah. it's so rewarding. That's a bit like this. It feels rewarding when you okay. when you figure stuff out and when you do stuff. And there is a there is a tedium to it. That has that did become a bit it did it has become a bit tedious in places. But um mm-hmm. yeah, it's rewarding.
1: You've sold me. <laughs>
0: Right, so what's what's next on your agenda? What did you say we're going to watch next? Expanse and Witcher. Uh,
1: well, I'm nearly. Yeah, so I mean, I'm dating this now. the The final season for Expanse starts tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I still have. You see, usually Jamie, this is a strange thing. You know, you always imply that I absolutely chew through TV shows. I don't think I do. I I or I'm not as bad as I used to be right yeah because if this was me two years ago three years ago i would have been done rewatching the expanse like a couple of months ago whereas now i won't have it rewatched in time like i'm not you know i always have to watch things as soon as they come out right yeah like instantly it was the same with game of thrones i'd get up in the middle of the night to watch it as soon as it was as soon as each episode was out <laughs> right it was just insane well that was before it, it fell off a cliff but yeah um yeah. It was, I, I don't know what I was doing it was insane I remember season 2 I used to get up at 3 o'clock 4 o'clock in the morning before <laughs> before going to college <laughs> to watch the episode because I couldn't wait till late day but anyway um,
0: <laughs> I think I did stuff like that to be fair so, so I now with talk. the
1: expanse like I still have half of season 5 to watch before season 6 starts tomorrow and I'm not going you know I, I probably won't even finish that this weekend and that's fine I don't care mm. I can wait which is a big achievement for the way I used to be it's yeah. the same. well The Witcher might be a bit different as I know I'll watch that fairly quickly because it's only 8 episodes to rewatch. it's not that long um, and I'll probably tear into that to be honest because I just love the, the game so much um,
0: <laughs> but what's funny about this is you started this as saying you know what you know you say that I always tear into things I don't think I do and then you just started, right. basically ended with you saying, but I am going to watch The Witcher really quickly. And, <laughs> and I also described loads of times when you did do that. So it's like, okay, well, you don't really do it as much anymore. Fair enough. But in comparison <laughs> to a normal person, you do.
1: <laughs> I don't know, Jamie. Now, <laughs> maybe I'm just completely like out of the loop. But normal people, normal people, Jesus Christ. What an awful thing to say. I haven't seen that show either. But... um. I don't even know what it is. You know that one, like, Pete and all were going on about normal people. It's an Irish, it's a British-produced Irish show Yeah. about, I don't know what it's about, but I just didn't watch it because everyone was talking about it. But anyway, I think (coughs) your average Jane or average Joe or whatever would, they, they seem to always have something on on Netflix. Now, they don't watch things the same way, say, I would usually watch things, which is my full attention is devoted to it right Mm. i i don't watch things and go on my phone at the same time um if i'm watching something i'm watching it i'm it's not on in the background or anything but like i don't know people seem to be you know like everyone's always talking about stuff like it's always sunny and that kind of stuff you know they're always tearing through that and friends Mm. and even if it's background noise they're still watching it
0: yeah whereas
1: i i would never you know i don't do that
0: yeah i mean yeah i see what you're saying but i think that's quite different because because of the reasons you've just said they're kind of watching it like by not watching it you know i mean and yeah i mean when we're talking about you tearing through things you would literally watch like five episodes in a day of something
1: i know but i don't don't, not every yeah not like one a night maybe
0: but (laughs) you'd watch like five in a day
1: i don't do that anymore right but because it's pointless, because it all becomes a big blob in my head, and I can't distinguish what happened when, or like what relates to what. Or but what to be the, to be honest, what the you, tone of this episode was, because it's all just one splurge.
0: You even what? did a bit of Black Summer, the last thing we spoke about. Did I? Yeah, you said, no, said you'd finished it about two weeks before me, and I was watching one every other night.
1: <laughs> Wait, didn't I watch all of the last season of Dark in one day? <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. And that's only like a year ago. So what are you talking about?
1: Oh, my God. What am I talking about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, you don't tear three things at all. No. Jeez. No, <laughs> what, what you just can't help yourself.
1: Um, I can It's weird. Why am I not like that with The Expanse? Because I love that. I'm like, I actually just got the last book uh, yesterday. Hmm. It's been it. It's like the final book is there now as well. And...
0: Why am I not like that with The Expanse? Because I it, love that. Is it not as addictive? Maybe it's not
1: as addictive. Yeah. Yeah, because be
0: there is some... I mean, Dark has an had an addictive quality, definitely. Mm. Um. Yeah, that that's... A, every episode end... Yeah, it had one of those... Endings. It has a hook. Yeah, yeah. Every ending of every episode with it, ending. With yeah. a great
1: little... Slow motion musical montage. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh.
0: <laughs> what a great show that was, though. Yeah. Didn't you say they they they're doing something else? Or they have them. They're doing
1: else? So, what is it called? It's called eighteen something, like a year, eighteen eighty something, eighteen ninety. Mm. It's about um people on a ship, which actually weirdly sounds. You know, I'm not going to mention what it is, but you know what I'm talking about. So mm. it's it's people from different backgrounds on a ship. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, I think they crash somewhere, and it's about the aftermath of that.
0: Oh, or no something. way. It's, uh, yeah, it's something like that. Jeez, okay. I'll have to, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to look at that. Up. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, I'll watch that. Have you rewatched The Witcher?
1: No, not yet. I'm going to do that. Um, so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish season five of The Expanse, watch the first episode of season six, and then. Because it's a week from tomorrow that Witcher is out, season two, right? So it's it's very soon. So I need to get all episodes done in a week. Oh shit, how am I gonna do that? <laughs> you, I didn't think this. You're gonna at have all. to tear through it, aren't you? <laughs> oh, no.
0: Exactly what you said you don't do. <laughs> and you will end up doing by the end of this yeah, conversation. I will, I
1: will end up doing it. Oh, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. And I also have to oh no, I've got too many things on my plate because I've been rewatching all the Spider-Man films. <sighs> Um, this is after I said at the very start of this podcast that we're not really Marvel fans. Here I am rewatching all the Spider-Man movies uh, before No Way Home comes out. I still have to watch Into the Spider-Verse again. Now I know that's not related to the MCU films, but I need to rewatch that again because it's just such a good film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your logic there, totally weird. <laughs> It's not related at all, but I have to rewatch it because it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Speaking of, there was something I wanted to bring up earlier, actually, because um, we briefly touched on it. You know, we were talking about. Ah, um, oh, I can't remember how it came up, but it was Lord of the Rings. Um, did, when did we mention that? Wow, well, I I'm not sure you've actually read this. Actually, in the. I said Oh yeah, we were talking about ah, yeah, we were talking about how um Henry Kelly Oh you
1: on WhatsApp, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: He, okay. he was let's sort of go over that again. So he was um he what did he say? <laughs>
1: he said um
0: Basically he rewrote some of the things oh I mean, that was it. He stood in front of the camera <laughs> essentially and just read out parts from well not read out, but um had learnt Parts from the book, and yeah,
1: that, that that weren't being adapted for the show.
0: Yes, and hoped that they would sort of make the cut. And it sounds like <laughs> a couple of those bits have made the cut. And he went on to say as well that he he would be in his sort of dressing room, um, or in the makeup chair, kind of rejigging a few things here and there. Mm. And we had a brief conversation then uh, in the WhatsApp about how fiddling with dialogue is a bit of a no-no in film, um, but we didn't sort of slate him because we don't well a because we love him and b because um we don't really it's one of those things we don't really we know don't know him. yeah the yeah. context like,
1: and that could uh, have been completely and it's from a polish interview as well so that could yeah. have been mistranslated as well you just don't know you don't really yeah. know
0: how that all sort of materializes but it, at least it sparks off the, the that conversation anyway which is sort of an interesting conversation which is that in the film industry it is very much looked down upon for you know writers uh, for actors to change the dialogue and things like that and mm-hmm. to do that in a big film for instance they would literally have to because the writers have put their name to it they would have to if if the actor suggested something it would have to go back to the writer who probably wouldn't be on set and they they'd have to okay it because their name would be on it mm-hmm. and if they didn't do that you know you'd be looking at lawsuits potentially and things like that so it's a real um process especially on bigger things again on the witcher i don't know how that would work and with the power differential i don't know how that would work as well because of who henry cavill is but again like i don't know the context and i don't know the veracity of that so um but um yeah i went on to say and it made me think about this was um how peter jackson changed dialogue in the lord of the rings right up until the evening before often and um, yeah but he was a writer on on it as well. So <laughs> along with Fran Walsh and what, Pippa. Philippa. Boyens. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I just, and I ended up going down this little rabbit hole of sort of, because I remembered those two names as I wrote it. And then I thought, what else have <laughs> they done? And I IMDB'd them. <laughs> They've literally not really done anything other than work with Peter Jackson. And I just yeah. thought about well, this. Well,
1: Fran is his partner.
0: Yes. Yeah. Fran in particular has only worked on Peter Jackson stuff, but <laughs> Pippa as well has only worked on a couple of things and usually only Peter Jackson things. And it's just like, how have these three people... I and mean, <laughs> Peter Jackson himself, to be honest with you, like b- before bloody Lord of the Rings, he'd only really done Brain Dead and Heaven's He's Body. He's doing
1: schlocky B-movie, yeah. gory horror movies, yeah.
0: How, I, the the whole... I just got caught in this sort of and I googled it and I was reading a bit more about it and a lot of it I already knew but I was reminding myself of and it just what an <laughs> absolute did it happen? yeah the whole thing yeah. like that will never ever happen again like that you know Yeah, like
1: how how could was it New Line yeah New Line yeah. Cinema pick him why? <laughs> well he why had on the Earth? rights oh but, did he?
0: yeah but I, I can't okay. remember exactly how specifically he had the rights to the Lord of the Rings
1: yeah. But, oh no, they didn't pick it. At all because I remember. Yeah, they went to New Line, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, to, they to went. Pitch to, it. Yeah,
0: yeah, so. because I think someone else had it had, 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 had said they would do it originally, and I can't remember exactly. Yeah, but the whole the whole thing is just mad, and part of it is because Lord of the Rings wasn't regard was re- regarded as unfilmable, wasn't it? And yep. and because it was a fantasy thing, like people yep. were like, "Don't go near that." Because it's fantasy and that's for nerds.
1: Yeah, it's like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, nerdy. yeah.
0: And that's twenty years ago. And now the whole like we've got like thirty Marvel films, and about yeah. another a hundred Marvel spinoff shows. I'm, I'm probably exaggerating, but if I am, not by much.
1: <laughs> you're not, but honestly, you're you're not by much. Yeah. I looked up this recently, and off the same with Star Wars and all those spinoffs. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, how times have changed. Are these people kind of jumping on to all this stuff? It it leads me on to the sort of the second part of that thought process, which is about the idea of integrity is probably the wrong, wrong word, but the sort of the, the art of it all. Yeah. The reason why Lord of the Rings was so good was probably in part due to the things that we've just said, that no one would touch it, that people thought it would be a certain way, that they had to be innovative in certain ways, that they weren't sort of pitching to a particular audience as such, like, of nerdy boys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They they weren't sort of thinking about marketing or merchandising or it was just arts for art's sake and you can tell yep. and it's a, just a blummin' amazing trilogy of films in and of itself. I mean, yep. one of the sort of flaws... Of thinking um, from a lot of people is that fantasy films or any genre of film actually, or or video games in fact, are uh, only only people who like fantasy f- can like fantasy films. Only people who right. like sci-fi can like sci-fi films. Like these are this is a flaw of thinking. Like I can like romantic comedies if it's a good film. Like <laughs> yeah, and I'm not I'm not a romantic comedy fan, but if it's a good film, I can like that film. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what genre it is. And if, you, if you're stuck in that mindset, it's, it's bizarre. You're not going to be able to appreciate some of the best pieces of art that are out there. It's as simple as that. I mean, there's a probability no. factor that to consider, which is, you know, <laughs> there's a probability that I won't like it because of this X, Y, or Z. But, but that's it. That's literally it. But beyond that, you know, you should still give these things a try, I think, like, regardless of whether it's your type of genre
1: Absolutely. That's why uh, very occasionally I keep I'll come back and try and play Call of Duty, and then after five minutes, turn it <laughs> off again because I just hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's that yeah. again. Though that's the video game equivalent of what of the kind of the Marvel universe.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: It, it really is. Where they're just re they're rehashing. They're not thinking. There's no thought process. There's no, and you know, I'm not criticizing them as such, but it's by committee. Everything's by committee. There's no. Or, yeah. or less the, the, art to it. It's
1: yeah. There's no identifiable, unique vision, artistic vision. You can see it's very much constructed in a boardroom, as you said, by committee. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: What's that? Um. What's that phrase? A camel is a horse designed by a committee. Is that it? Oh,
0: something, something like, like that. that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Camel is a horse designed by committee.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, so we need this here, we need that there, we need that there. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. And it makes this monstrous, horrible-looking thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so harsh on camels. Yeah. The, this is the thing, right? Everyone it will look at things like the Lord of the Rings now. And after that, and was trying to make the new Lord of the Rings. and
1: Yeah, that, it becomes a template.
0: Te- yeah, it becomes a template. And now it's, let's make the new Game of Thrones. And <laughs> it's... It's not the way to do it.
1: You right. I mean, right now, yeah. The, what are the, the two main... Sorry to jump in again. The two, two of the main competitors to HBO, say, or Sky Atlantic, whatever, would be Netflix and Amazon. On Amazon, right now, we've got Wheel of Time on Netflix. We've got The Witcher, and it's very clear what they're trying to do, which is what you just said. Mm. Be the next Game of Thrones.
0: Have you seen Wheel of Time?
1: No, I don't want to either because it has that like really slick modern look um, where it looks yeah. like a stage play. It's yeah. just too clean.
0: It looked it from the trailers, yeah. Look, yeah. Yeah.
1: And that like, that just completely throws me out of it. Mm-hmm. I can't engage with the world if it looks like that. Although I think you said that about The Witcher as well and I, I see what you mean. Although yeah, I'm, but, but
0: Wheel of Time yeah. is even more like that though from what I saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I agree. So, but yeah, I mean, it's like, you're backwards engineering everything when you when when you mm. sort of start from what you want it to be like, you know. But when when are we going to get the next version of Game of Thrones or the next version of Lord of the Rings? And by those things, by the next version, I don't mean the, the next fantasy mm-hmm. thing. I mean the next thing that is not trying the to replicate. Change, <laughs> changes the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like what you were saying with it with. Uh, film students trying to make a shane meadows film it's exactly the same thing
0: oh exactly yeah i mean you could and other examples would be jurassic park i mean we haven't had a new i mean I, arguably
1: I, I, you can say avatar arguably right james okay. cameron yeah film. that's Although, a good show. yeah because that did really kind of popularize 3d mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. in in a really really huge way and mm-hmm. kind of Translated from, I've said the word translate loads, I think, today. Anyway, I don't think I've noticed it. Translated from like a, a gimmicky thing to something that can actually enhance a story, maybe, arguably. Mm. I, I'm saying that because I can't, that was like so long ago at this point, and I can't really remember what I thought about at the time. And I don't like 3D in general anyway.
0: No, but I think that makes, uh, I do think that makes sense. Yeah, we yeah. when's the next one going to be? When's the next revolutionary film going to be?
1: I can't see it because the last... What what, um, what have I said? The last one was arguably Avatar.
0: Yeah, well, maybe maybe that should be our next topic of conversation. You know, we sort of... <laughs> we speculate on
1: what the next one will <laughs>
0: be. No, we talk about revo- revolutionary yeah. yes, things. Going, things th- that
1: going through, yeah, yeah, going through the history. Yeah. Wow. Things that really that, changed
0: the game, you know, made made things different. We've touched on it today, but there's more to speculate on and think, talk about. And yeah,
1: there's a lot to talk about there. That's a good Yeah, I'm up for that.
0: Sweet. All right, then. Well, if you've all enjoyed listening to The Return of Curious Corns after a year out, <laughs> <laughs> then tune in next time. I what I have to say really.
1: And once again, we are stumped at the very end of the podcast. We don't know what to say. We need to come up with a little uh, zinger to close these out, don't we? For yeah. A catchphrase.
0: Like and subscribe. Oh yeah, um, perfect. Yeah. Comment in the thing.
1: Smash that like button.
0: Smash that like button. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Do all that.
1: <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon.
0: <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. Yeah, subscribe to our imaginary Patreon so that we can quit our jobs. Thank you. Goodbye. There we go. Yeah. We're back.